the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. You want to mess with us? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, out there in the B Plus land. It is me, your B Plus man of mystery, Mr. Mysterious, and I'm in a different setting. I'm in a different setting here in the B Plus. Uh, welcome to the NWA Hour of Power. And I just wanted to preface this, guys, by saying I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing. I just, I just came off of watching. NWA Power, the very debut episode of NWA Power on YouTube. I've had a little bit of time to simmer on it, and I felt like I needed to more so than how we talked about it on the flagship show here at the B Plus. I felt like I needed to dedicate a little bit more time specifically to really unravel the first episode of NWA Power because I've been following the journey of the National Wrestling Alliance for better part of a year more so with all the rest and how we've had to since change that to our flagship show but i've been watching 10 pounds of gold for ages man and if i just to just to not just not dive into it it wouldn't feel right if i didn't actually acknowledge all the glitz and glamour and all the news that came out from nwa power this week and it just felt right and it's just what a time to be a wrestling fan to have something like nwa just come back and you'll hear all that stuff in our flagship show but what's all this new what's all this new and this felt like just you know this is like glow for dads you know this is <laughs> this is like for you guys who you love to wrestling from like the 70s and the 80s uh, but it's just come back and it's just enough nostalgia for it not to be it's just enough nostalgia without it being too overbearing you know it comes off like without feeling like it's living in the past which is kind of a really hard line to toe there with the nwa but as nick elder said in this episode of nwa power the NWA have gone from a punchline to a headline in just this week alone. The debut episode has over 300,000 views on YouTube. Like Major League Wrestling don't get that. They should get that, but they don't. It's You've, you've got like stars from across the industry have been praising this show. The Rock saw it, casually praised NWA. It just goes to show just how a lot of thought and craft and just the journey that we've been on with the 10 pounds of gold series. And it's just all the decisions that have led us to NWA power. And I wanted to just go through the episode in general, what I liked, what I hoped for, some things I didn't like, but this was just amazing. Uh, First off, NWA Power, for life of me, as, as much as they want to avoid it, I can't help but think about... I will be hard to differentiate uh, Biggie from the NWA chants, you know, but it is what it is. 
Uh, and for life me, I was kind of half expecting them to have like the old school NWA wrestling theme, you know, just the whole nifty 70s, 80s music. Just, I thought they'd have that. But the the theme song they went with, with Dokken, a proper old 80s song, man, just the whole... How can you not get pumped listening to that? A full minute of Into the Fire by Dokken. That that just kind of, it amps you up. I, it, immediately, you just like, I'm in. I'm invested. Let's do this shit. And this whole, this whole hour studio thing, 6.05 p.m. as a tribute to its ancestor on Turner Time. It does its best to recreate like the modern look and feel of like the old championship wrestling studios in Atlanta. They got the ring apron. They have the old shots there. They got the flags of the world hanging from the rafters as if they're all like retired jerseys. And the, the Australian flag is there. The, the Australian flag is on the 10 pounds of gold. Like the belt has been defended in Australia. Like the last time was at House of Hardcore against uh, I believe it was Mark Silver it's it's important that as as an Australian wrestling fan I felt it's important that I need to actually recognize just like this whole brand this whole experience this legacy that is the NWA if you've had a chance to if you've ever looked at the old like promos like the days of yonder with professional wrestling it's important that you look at this show and just be like man how look how far we've come look how much we can still we can harken back to it look at what we can still accomplish in nwa just this doesn't feel like and this is the thing i was worried about the fact that they were doing studio wrestling again i was worried it was going to be like a parody like in 2019 i was worried it was going to be like a parody of the 70s and the 80s but this was taken with a lot of love and dedication uh, the last, the closest thing I could think of to in terms of studio wrestling is Lucha Underground, but that's a very, very different beast entirely. And that's just completely, and that has magic and shit, man. That's totally different to what NWA are doing. Like they're hearkening back to the days of manly men, real men, men in tights, which I'll, I'll touch on in a second. This hour of power. <laughs> Straight away, uh, your commentary team. You have Joe Galley and Jim Cornette. And as much as I do not like Jim Cornette for all the shit that he said, for all the stuff he continually says about the professional wrestling world, I can't deny I was happy for him with NWA Power because this is probably his wet dream. He's wanted this wanted this for like decades. You can tell he's been wanting this for years and years and years. You got you're mixing the championship wrestling from Hollywood guys and the NWA legend and Jim Cornette. And you could tell his, his enthusiasm, his giddiness. It's, it's infectious. Even though he's an absolute prick, <laughs> you, know, he's, you, you can't help but just be like, good on you, Jim. And like, if I, and if nothing else, NWA power made me kind of forget all the shit with Jim Cornette for like, at least for a half an hour or so. And it's like, Hmm. <laughs> and 
in a in this like again in this maintained environment where the whole point is for him to add some old school wrestling knowledge and put everyone and everything he sees over you can't find anyone better than Jim Cornette and and I doubt we'll see a lot of things that will piss him off in in this setting where like everything is harkening back to the days of old it'll be very interesting to see if something does set him off and like you can't like this is why we can't have nice things Jim like we'll see what happens <laughs> but you watch this episode in its entirety which you should free on the NWA YouTube channel free on their Facebook seriously go check it out and straight away the things that will grab you the things that more wrestling companies should devote to the promos man the promo style is one of the best things you'll notice about this episode of nwa power it's ripped right out of the 80s but like just the whole looking down the lens promos studio wrestling like interacting with the cran the the cran the fans on such this personal level there's nothing like it and like you'll have a lot of promos that come out now that that you watch wwe they're, they're heavily scripted you like watch AEW, you watch a whole bunch of other promotions, more indie promotions that are, they can be a little more chaotic, but, and it's kind of hard to see like, all right, well, what's to stop some people from going into business for themselves with certain things, but man, everyone gets a promo from like your smaller, lesser known guys to your top stars. People get promos before matches, after matches, building up to matches, promos for the next episode man it's just it's that nwa promo style is just like bring a wrestler out here and let him talk and it's just so refreshing because sometimes i i say i've been saying it a lot recently this week but we are in the work rate era of professional wrestling and you need to do more than just be a great wrestling show with great professional wrestlers you need storyline you need to stand out with your aesthetic with your themes the way you the like you need to figure out your kind of flavor of wrestling and the nostalgia of the nwa mixed in with like upgrading like a little bit of the new man yeah let the talented people be talented let them talk give them a chance to get over with the crowd it's just it just comes out naturally and you want to talk about people that it works fantastic for Eli Drake. Good God, man. Good God. It's like, and just the whole the weird, like, natural step. Like, some of the things that like, you'll just kind of throw out the casual wrestling fan, like, there's no entrance music as such. It's immediately after a promo because the ring's right there. They just walk off the little um, stage bit they have and then just straight into the wrestling ring. And they just get right into the swing of things, you know. It's just, it's weird, man. It's 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 awesome. I I absolutely love it. And in terms of, and again, I mentioned the work rate. So this is harkening back to the old school seventies and eighties, where the wrestling secondary. It's secondary, and it's not to say that the wrestling was bad or anything. Because uh, there are some great athletes here in the NWA, and there are guys that are tried and true world champions in other promotions, like particularly Impact Wrestling. But for like 
the three matches leading up to the main event were less than five minutes. One was less than 10 seconds. And it just goes to show, it's like they're not there to be flashy. They're just there to give more time to like the the whole NWA, give more time to the promos, give more time for the, the cheesy commercials with like bloody Austin Idol. Uh, it's just, it's weird. And the, you know, like, they, like, I'm trying to avoid that thing where I, uh, you're describing the jobbers in an un- unbelievably in, like, invasive, rude fashion. Like, and because the, the show is very close and close enough to ground level that you don't want random dudes, like, searching themselves and coming after you. Like, you know, like, when you try to, like, target jobbers, you know, especially if you're in that crowd, Jesus Christ. But uh, in terms of the matches, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a quick rundown, anyways, because this is very secondary. Cause it's usually not how I do things. But uh, you had uh, the Dawsons, Dave Dawson and Zane Dawson defeated uh, Billy Buck and Sal Renaro. I think it was that was the first match that we saw. You had Eli Drake defeat Caleb Conley. That match went a little bit more than the usual from this. We had the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Wild Cards, Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer defeat Danny White and Mims, I think it was, part of the legendary job squad there. You had the NWA National Champion, James Storm, defeat Josephus. And for the 10 pounds of gold, Sweet Charlotte, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, National Treasure Nick Aldis defeated Tim Storm. Tim Storm can no longer compete for the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, sad. I should have braced myself emotionally for it. I, I, I knew, I knew, but I didn't want it to be. And it was symbolic of the out with the old and with the new, which is like kind of counterintuitive from the other aesthetic from NWA itself. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, but as I, the matches are secondary in this whole thing. Like one of the people that I loved from this, like you had the wild cards. You after their quick squash of their tag team, they run their mouths. Like you expect them to be like the babyface tag team, but just like nope, they're just like they're just bad mouthing. Like just they're just off kill to dudes, and they've got like a, a very like unlike nwa just like they've got like satanic symbols on their wrestling gear they've got like the black craft wrestling symbols and everything like that and they're just talking shade everyone's talking shade and i love it and you know who like works well with this like setting i mentioned eli drake before but man eddie kingston eddie kingston is one of the best talkers in wrestling and like one of the ogs man he gets the chance to just shine and i love the um the the shade that he throws onto the to the tag chance because he's talking about uh kingston like he br- brings up bram where he's talking about uh like one of the wild cards like how just uh, tom latimer like he he was former tna star he apparently got the like, every five seconds he was getting saying like oh bram signed to WWE, you know, Bram signed to New Japan, Bram signed to MLW. Like, it, seriously, it got hectic. It got hectic. Everything, every time. Like, thank God I wasn't covering it all, like, before 
they thank God I wasn't covering it when he when he was uh, being announced for that. But yeah, you have the OGs. They uh, throw some shade against the tag team champions. Out comes Homicide, and th- that's a few that's going to be bubbling under the surface for the next few weeks. Uh, I'm sure that. And there was a little post match on the Facebook anyway. There's a little post match promo with the OGs. And I love Eddie Kingston. He's just like every chance the backstage announcers trying to like keep things civil. Like Eddie Kingston is just shutting shit down and just saying like, show some respect to Homicide. He is a former NWA tag team champion. The first Latino NWA tag team champion is like, damn right. Damn right. Throw some shade at and just like, it's the classic NWA matches and everything else the aesthetic and all but bring the representation in but just bring the new bring the acceptance bring the inclusivity right i'm i'm i dig that just more of that and just have the ogs be like that constant reminder just like no times have changed this is this is cool shit but times have changed which is weird given how we get the whole austin idol quit your job and become a wrestler stupid commercial Jesus Christ, which we found out was real if you listen to the flagship. Uh, another promo I loved, James Storm. So Josephus, man, Josephus, where do I begin with him? He comes out, he's just yelling, Storm, Storm, Storm. And he's just like, who is he talking about? Because he's had a long history with Tim Storm, you know, who was scheduled to have a match later on tonight at that night. And you're just like, are we continuing that feud? And then all of a sudden out comes the cowboy. It's like, oh yeah, this works too. But he, in this setting, I thought this would kind of work for him, but he comes off as very comical. He comes off as a doofus. And this is him like without his uh, cultish visage, without his spiritual advisor, him just being a jerk, really. And it's just, um, yeah, I, I don't know if this new setting does him many favors. I mean, if they give him some backstage promos, you know, like some vignettes, sure. Leading up on just, but he's not one of those guys that I could see in the championship picture for anything. I can just see him as being one of these like gimmick things for the NWA to muck around with, which is what happened because James Storm came out and I mentioned like that he's stressing that this is the leagues of real men, manly men, men in tights, (laughs) not men in tights, but just, and it's smart that the NWA differentiate themselves that way because they don't have of the roster that we saw for this first episode and from the roster, like the promos and stuff building up to the next episode, they don't have like any real high flyers, cruiserweights, luchadors. They don't have that. And they have some versatile guys who do implement some kind of high flying offense, but or the indie offense. But this is like the wrestling is like proper old school, man. Like, because like, case in point, James Storm defeated Josephus in 10 seconds with a super kick. Super key, and that, that used to be one of James Thorne's finishes. I don't think he still uses it. 
but can think back when's the last time aside from Shawn Michaels like when's the last time someone actually won a match with a super kick as a finisher it's you don't see it anymore and ever since like I I, I noticed it more since the retirement of Shawn Michaels it's like every indie star it's a, it's a transitional move it doesn't it, it's not as impactful anymore like it's a kick to the face it should be impactful and like it's one of those things where it's i i've kind of accepted it now but when i would get familiar with the independent wrestling scene i'm just like mm, because i loved watching Shawn michaels growing up i adored Shawn michaels like with his second run in professional wrestling i absolutely loved him watching him well, when I was growing up, but yeah, and it just, it shows the left, the complete difference in how they're taking the wrestling. If they're going to do a move, it's going to be a devastating move and they don't need to do the same move, the same finisher, like more than once to get it over. Like there's, there's no 11 curb stomps like Helen and Cell. There's none of that shit. And yeah, one super kick to win the match. And then afterwards, James Storms does it again. And makes uh, Joe Stevens look like an idiot because he knocks him out and he puts his thumb in his mouth and is like, "Oh, good, good night, you big baby." But yeah, James Storm is saying like how you're a gimmick, I'm the real thing, and just run chasing him around the entire studio. It was so stupid, but it was so fun. It was so fun, you know, just the whole cat and mouse thing around the announce desk. Um, <laughs> that could be like. Well, that could be like the next few episodes of epi- of NWA Power. We don't necessarily have to see these guys wrestle after that ten second match. We could just see James Storm and Joe Cephas just run around the room. You know, just like whatever. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder: if you want to hear all of these wonderful B Plus podcast episodes completely ad free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month up to ten dollars a month where anything you want to help us with it really helps out it's going to help us grow the site it's going to help us redesign some things and everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about for the rest of the world to see so we can grow this mission of watch global support local and build indie wrestling So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field, that's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com, and for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you 
want to take your performance to the next level, outbreaknutrition.com, enter the code B plus at checkout. Uh, I should mention the 10 pounds of gold before I go. Uh, Nick Aldis, Brutus Magnus, still Brutus Magnus there. Uh, where to start? I mean, it's amazing how we got to this point. It's amazing how we got to this point. 10 pounds of gold, mixing that with like all in, mixing that with all in with Cody. Uh, Aldis getting the belt back from Cody. The second run with Nick Aldis at the champ, he's nearly had the belt for a year. His combined run is nearly like 700 days. And he's getting up there in terms of like one of the longest running NWA champions. So naturally he is of the modern era, like just by default. Uh, But you want to think about like your Dan Sevens, your your Harley Races, like your Terry Funks, your Dory Funks, the guys who had long, 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 long reigns and everything else. I could see them trying to keep that going. And I mean, it's going to be hard to imagine who at the moment could take out uh, Nick Aldis with the heavyweight title because you've got, you have Eli Drake, who should get it, who should absolutely get it. Uh, you have James Storm. He like again like the both former Impact uh, World Champions. I would like I need to see some more former champions from NWA come back now that there is an actual show for them to prove that the NWA like that legacy like them kind of floating around in the indie scene kind of meant something. So bring back. Like, you can have some of the old TNA guys come back, like Rhino, like Dan Seven, you know. I'm trying to think, like, the the NWA champions before NWA, they turned it into the TNA World Championship belt with Kurt Angle. But Shamrock, like, he's back in wrestling. Freaking give Shamrock on NWA. And that just the legitimacy of that, that, that visual freaking nick aldis the moment the rock praised nwa nick aldis challenged the rock for the nwa world's championship just saying like you've never competed for this belt that's going to be bothering you just a little bit just the goal on him i love it i just i love like just nick aldis's promo to start the mat start the episode like the promo afterwards he carries himself like a champion. He's got Camille there. He's just, he carries the belt like with such class. He's just an amazing guy. The, the, the match itself went for about 15 minutes and it wasn't the best match that I would have thought, especially with the hype around the build up to the, this being Tim Storm's last chance. You know, they kind of dropped off that story for a while at like the drama it wasn't really there for me in unfortunately but this was a like very old school type of match with some very old school feeling kind of guys because tim storm's an absolute tank he's an absolute tank of a guy and it's just like i love uh, tim storm he did his promo before the match where he's talking about mama storm who's in her 90s and the crowd's just like, Mama Storm, Mama Storm. And that was how they uh, 
got him invested in getting back his comeback. But he quoted Eminem, this this high school principal who was a former world champion, just like he's quoting Eminem. If you had one shot, one opportunity, would you take it or would you let it slip through your fingers? <laughs> As a great philosopher once said. <laughs> oh, that was great. And I love I loved the crowd that they caught on to that straight away. They, they, they had the Camille, they did the classic NWA bit where the valet keeps sticking their nose where it doesn't belong and accidentally gets decked by the wrestler. Very, very interesting. That's never, they've never done that with Camille yet. So to start off like that is sowing the seeds for like, okay, what will happen with Camille then? Like, could she, like, cause she's not much of a talker, but when she starts to speak soon, hmm, like what, what will happen? You know? And I, I love an extra point proof that this is a serious thing that we're in 2019 Camille just shrugged it off. Like she is being treated like a China type character. She's not a damsel in distress, you know, like look at her. She is like, she is like like, muscular. She is thick. She is a beautiful woman, but she don't need no man. (laughs) And there's a reason that she is the, the champions enforcer. And uh, this was a weird match. So, uh, Tim Storm at one point he was going to do anything it took. He was going to use a low blow to win the match, and it was like very, very uncharacteristically Tim Storm, who has been such a like good old boy babyface for a long, long time. They they kind of tease that angle where he'd be going a little bit crazy, a little bit unhinged, but that's like that's like sadism. That's like in terms of how he would was going about that side of his story. But they dropped that, like they dropped the the one final match thing until now, and they say like, it felt so out of place. And I'm like, they is this a heel turn? I mean, it could be for at least for like the future episodes because this to avoid confusion. So yes, Tim Storm can't compete for the world title ever again, and that's not. And even if Nick Aldis loses the belt. It's not so long as Nick Aldis is champion. It's like forever, which Tim Storm's like 55 so is probably not going to happen anyway. So, yeah. But like that means doesn't mean that he can't uh, uh, compete for the national title, can't compete for the tag titles, can't. He could have a retirement match with the world champion, but it would be like a non title match regardless. I mean. There are still so many possibilities. He seems like he has a lot of gas in the tank. Like he's still, he's one of those guys like Shamrock. It just like, you know, it just comes. He's he's still doing great things in his fifties. He's still in his prime, and just yeah, I love what he's doing. Like Storm was trying to go up top and do some stuff way above his pay grade, and I love that he got beaten with the world's simplest wrestling hold. You know, just that just that pinfall, like. He did, he took his eyes off the prize. Aldis hung on there by the skin of his teeth, and just like that's that's what good kind of sort of heel champions do, you know. And Storm's going to have to have a long, sad think about what's next. And what an episode! And we end as well with the promo with Nick Aldis and like the the announcers trying to talk to Camille, who doesn't talk again, but he's just like. Oh, like I, I, I love you, champ. But like, let Camille speak for herself, and she's just like, 
she's about to say something, just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> not shutting that shit down. But just, yeah, I love this episode. I love this episode, NWA Power. More people need to watch this. I mean, more people need to seriously... You need like follow Big E more so than me. Feel the power. I, I'm I'm amped. I'm psyched. I love this episode. Again, guys, I don't I don't know if this will be a regular thing for me, but I just I mean, nothing else. I felt like I deserve. I needed to talk about NWA Power, the debut episode, because it deserved it. I mean, to experience that kind of wrestling, because indie wrestling, that's what really indie wrestling is now, but. With the magic of studios, with the cameras and the with the right location, you can turn it into something high class like what the NWA have done with GPP Studios in Atlanta, Georgia for for the taping here. I mean, man, like I've I'm a fan. I what's all is new. I'm in love. I'm in love with this, and you guys should be too. Uh, this was the debut episode of the Hour of Power. If you like it, we might, make, I might make this a regular thing. But I feel like it's safe to say that I will be continuing to watch NWA Power for the weeks to come. And who knows? Maybe we can kind of I can kind of incorporate this into something else, just so I can find an excuse to keep watching. Because yeah, I'm gonna keep watching, and it's just a nice palate cleanser in this world of professional wrestling where you have your sports-centric MLW, your, your chaotic AEW, your hard-hitting New Japan, your sports entertainment malarkey with WWE. I was going to think of another intelligent word, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> but just, uh, there's so much wrestling. There's so much wrestling, and you need to differentiate yourself somehow. And... You just need to remember, like, what did you love about wrestling to begin with? What got you into it? And this is one of those things where people are just going to watch this and just think about the good old days. It's hard not to. From this episode, they've made some new stars. They've revived some old stars. Who knows what else can happen? They're going to have the next pay-per-view in December in Atlanta as well. So it's going to be building up to that. Uh, we've still got, I don't know how much more episodes from those two day tapings we'll have. I feel like they did like about five or six, but we'll see what happens. That was the hour of power. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to follow me on all the social, I'm at Miss Mysterious with 17i, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Grapple. Hit me up. Let me know what you thought about this little, uh, inventive thing that i just thought up with just to excuse to talk about nwa if you want to follow us collectively here at the b plus because we're a great bunch you know it's true we are at the b plus wrestler on twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit and the b plus wrestling everywhere else remember guys our patreon any amount you can donate we'd greatly appreciate it so we can keep giving you all what you want when you want showcasing the very best of professional wrestling in australia keeping you up to date on all the wrestling news from around the globe like, share, subscribe, hit that five-star review. I've been Mr. Mysterious for the hour of power, or as Biggie would say, it's a new day in professional wrestling, NWA. Yes, it is. I'll see you guys soon.